Thank you for tuning into Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and in this episode, guest Isabel Gatherer shares incredible and practical insights on how to work with your angels and access intuitive wisdom. When dealing with struggle, she asks the important question, where's the love in this? We talk about self-responsibility leading to freedom and love. We talk about discernment and trusting that the universe always has our back, even when we're making dumb mistakes. She shares that life is not about perfection. It's about living and learning and having some fun along the way. Isabel encourages us to stay out of fear and to stay focused on our dreams and to ask our angels for help in realizing them. There's so much wisdom and perspective in this episode. Please enjoy. Welcome, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. It is my deep honor, complete privilege to have the chance today to talk with Isabel Gatherer. Isabel, I would love for you to share a bit about you with our audience, where you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Isabel Gallerer. Thank you for inviting me, by the way, Lisa. It's brilliant to be on this show. I live in Cornwall in the UK, um, and I am what you call a spiritual guidance mentor, a intuitive reader, and an energy healer. And I first met you, I don't know how many years ago now, I can't even think, probably about five years ago, something like that. Something like that. And um, yeah, we've been each other's worlds on and off for quite some time now. So thank you, say, for inviting me here. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's such an honor. And I remember, I think it's been actually about three years ago. And, and the reason I, I think that is um, I started gifting myself birthday readings and with you. And I'm, I'm one of these that if I get a reading, it's important to me to know that the person that's jumping into my energy and, you know, getting in my field is a really clear vessel and holds a really high integrity in in alignment with the light. And that's something Mm -hmm. I have always felt so much from you and have seen you teach others how to do that as well. And so first of all, thank you for being the kind of person that's just trustworthy, (laughs) you know, the kind of energetic, (laughs) you know, um, reader, guidance, healer that, that, that feels good to have within your own energy system instead of, you know, the other, um, that, that matters so much. And I just want to say from the very first time we talked, um, our first conversation was, um, right before my birthday. Well, it was on my birthday, uh, three years ago. And the reason I remember this is because two days ahead of that, um, I had needed to take my husband at the time to the hospital. And so much of our conversation was around just the challenge that had been happening in in the marriage and then him being in the hospital. And I will never forget your words during that time. It was, it was, it was like you were an angel for me during that time in terms of, of your words being like the calm for my soul. And mm-hmm. kind of the, they kept echoing in my head in a way that helped me navigate a really, really difficult, challenging situation, which included his death, you know, three, three weeks later. Um, but your words helped so much during that time. And I just, first of all, want to say thank you 
and the idea of that divinity being able to come through a person for you to share with me what I didn't even know I needed yet, right? Events hadn't unfolded. I didn't know I needed it yet, but you're so clear in your gift. It's like it came through and and was exactly what I needed before I knew I needed it. And so just thank you for that. It was powerful. Powerful. I remember that now. Now you've said, I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember the words, but I remember the situation. I remember the situation that you went through as well. I remember you telling me, but, um, well, I'm glad I could help. And obviously it's, I'm just a channel for this. It's, I work, you know, directly with the angels and spirit guides and ascended masters. So I'm just literally a transmitter, like a radio receiver. They give me the information and I send it out. So, but I'm really, really pleased that helped you in that difficult time. Amazingly, and in a way that no kind of 3D advice or guidance could have, you know, and and so I'm always fascinated. Um, you stand so from from the outside world, at least looking in, you stand so confidently and um, powerfully in in your truth and in your connection with the divine. And I'm I'm always interested to know: Did it start out that way? Have you always been, you know, so clearly connected or has it been kind of a circuitous route to own your gifts as, as, you know, fully as you do now? It's been a very interesting ride. I shall say that I most certainly haven't chosen the easiest lifetime this time around. Um, When I was, when I was very young well, I was when I was born, I was adopted. I'm not going to go right the way. I'm not going to say every single thing that happened, but I was adopted when I was six weeks old. And I was adopted by an amazing couple who were in, the, in their 40s when they adopted me. So there's quite a big age gap. Mm-hmm. And um, they they passed really quite early. So my father passed when I was nine. Oh, wow. And my mother passed when I was 17. Are we okay? Because we've got to do... Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Video is a little okay. strange. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We're back. Um, so, yeah, they passed when I was quite young. But even when I was a little girl, and I can remember it really, really clearly, I was very, very open, as we all are at a young age, to spirit, to other things going on around Um I remember having a guy. I remember having a guide in my bedroom. I was always having nightmares and calling my father in, bless him. But I remember calling him in one night and saying, "Daddy, there's a, a soldier guiding me, guarding me." And he said, "No, there isn't, Isabel. There isn't anybody there. It's just a, a it's just a shadow." And I thought I can see a soldier, and he was almost standing sentry with his head bowed. He had an, a World War One uniform on, and he had like a um a bayonet and he was sort of standing on his well I wasn't standing on his bayonet but he was leaning on his gun or whatever he was leaning on mm-hmm. guarding me and when my dad said no you know uh, Isabel there's nobody there I thought there is but that's when that was the moment when I shut down mm. wow. because I absolutely adored my dad and my dad was telling me there was nothing there it shut me down Mm-hmm. And I remember doing this with my children when they were young, before I was fully open. Again, I remember doing the same thing with them. So no, 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 there's no such thing there. But there was, they could see it. So I'm guilty of that as well. But anyway, fast forward a few years, and probably when I was in my 
I'm about 17, my mum, my mum passed then. And I started to open up again. There started to be these little conversations going round about there must be more to life than this. And if there was a God, this wouldn't happen to me. And started to question things and um, started to talk about the meaning of life and all that. So it was starting to come through again. And then I got married and we went very much down the masculine route because he was in the Royal Royal Navy and it was all very matter of fact and rigid and and it wasn't really until I'd had my children's things started to open again. And even then it was like I was having feelings, I was seeing things, I was hearing things. I've always talked, I thought I was talking to myself, I've always talked to something and got the answers back. So even when I thought I was fully closed down, I was asking, I was talking things through my head and I was getting answers coming in. I was getting messages coming in like, don't get on that bus or don't go there. And it's so startling that you just didn't do it because you didn't know where it was from. So I was still open because I'm very clear audience. So a lot of my messages come in that way. And then it was probably about 1994, just before 1994, I had a reading, the first ever reading I had, and I was terrified of it. I was absolutely terrified about, I didn't know, I didn't really want to know about the future. But this lady um, during this reading said to me, you do know you've got a guardian angel looking over you. Mm. And, um, but didn't tell me how to connect. You see, most people, if I read for them, I'll go, you've got a guardian angel. It's ever so easy to connect with them. But she didn't. She just said, you've got a guardian angel looking over you. And I thought, oh, isn't that lovely? And then she said, mentioned my father. And I was really like quite emotional about that. Um, And that's when it started to open again. That's when I really started to think about it. And then, um, especially when I went out to work on my own, I used to work in the corporate world a lot, you know, most of my life I was in administration. And in 2010, I went into business on my own. And that's when it really started to kick in because I was out there as a freelance PA, but I was meeting all these amazing coaches and I was meeting all these amazing spiritual people because the the guides were almost saying, yes, we've got her now. Keep putting these people in front of her and she'll eventually really open up and realize what she can do. So they put about three or four really spiritual people in front of me. One was too, for me, too, um, scientific and I, did, I just I didn't know what to ask because I thought the language is way out of my league I don't even know what she's talking about the other one was completely away with the fairies who now I absolutely adore but at the time I just thought what is she talking about <laughs> and then the other lady was very very down to earth very level and that's the woman who actually got me working with angels because when I spoke to her uh, it was actually through another client I was guiding this woman about something Uh, IT or something and she and I said I've just had this massive download I've never had one before and she explained what it was and then said to me do you work with angels and I said no would you like to work learn to work with angels I said okay so I did a little tiny course with her and that was it it all opened up and the and the guide she took me she did a past life regression with me and the guide that I saw in my bedroom I was shown I was on a World War I battlefield. He was there. I was standing next to him. And this chaos was playing out in front of me. I was like, oh, I was getting all hot and everything because I'd never done anything like this before. Chaos, you know, people being blown up the whole lot. And I just stood next to him watching this. And after this past aggression, he kept coming in every so often when I was like watching TV or something until I started talking to him. And he told me, 
who I was in World War One. He gave me my name. Wow. And then I went on the World War One records and I found myself. And I'm in Sydney. Yep. And so everything told me, I, I proved it back on 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 the that will will one stuff and from then on he said now do you you know do you now believe me do you now trust me (laughs) that you what you're getting is right and I can't really deny it can I but he was the guide who was in my bedroom all those years before wow so I've got goosebumps all over (laughs) from that story that's incredible when was my last lifetime your last lifetime before this one wow yeah. One, one of the things I really appreciate that you just mentioned was the idea that um, there were three different people that you had talked to and one that you really resonated with at the time. And, you know, so often when I'm doing my work, I might think, ah, you know, there's, there are other people out here who talk about the same things I do, or, you know, who, who think along the same lines or, or whatever, there's maybe no need for, for me in, in this talking about these things, it's already covered. But then I have to remember that people resonate with different people differently. And so like for you, the super scientific didn't work necessarily at the beginning or the super fairies didn't work right at the beginning, maybe different now, but you had to find the the teacher that worked well for you, met you where yeah. you were. And that's something yeah. that... Um, that you seem to do so brilliantly with the clients that you work with too, that there's just a resonance, you know, finding that teacher that, that resonates beautifully with you. Um, when it comes to the work that you do now, can you tell us a little bit about that? Having just gone through one of your programs, I enjoyed it so much. Um, you know, the, the, and it seemed that, that the others in the class really got so much out of it. When did you start working with clients and like sharing content in that way? And, and what do you get out of it? Well, I started actually a few years ago when I was still living because, you know, I've traveled around quite a bit lately. And then when I was still living in my old home, it's the way I started actually with the reading. And this is fascinating because, you know, I'm always telling you I'm going backwards a bit, but I will get there. You know, I'm always saying to you, ask for help and it will be given. Remember? And I'll ask you guys, if you're worried about anything, ask you guys while we were going, I was going through a divorce and the money was just not there. And I was doing the PA work. And this is really when this work kicked in because I'm saying to the guides, okay, I need to earn some more money. How can you help me? I need this money coming in. What can I do? And it was, and I've been reading, I've been using cards and reading for family and friends, but not charging. You can start charging for your readings. And I said, oh, no, that means I've got to put myself out there. Start charging for your readings. How much money did you need? I wanted £220. That's all I needed to pay a tax bill. So they said to me, charge £10 and start putting it out. So I think this is about the November. And I said, well, I need the money for the third week of January. So anyway, started advertising this little group I had, this little online group. Some people came to the house. Some people would did it online. But most of them came to the house and I kept a record, but I didn't keep a rolling record. So I just wrote their names down and I didn't write. I didn't say what number they were. But by the third week of January, I had re- I had read for 22 people at £10 a reading. <laughs> and it was like, now you're going to do it. So from then on, it just got it just got bigger and bigger. But I used to do also do workshops at home. So very much like the one that we've just done, although not as deep. I hate to say something to add, 
I used to do um, four-week workshops. So they come for one week every, every Wednesday for four weeks and we do hands-on stuff. We do the healing. We'd learn to use the crystals and the shack, work back chakras and stuff. And basically I was winging it in those days because I was actually reading up the day before and that just basically winging it. But I know that happened with me. So that's where it started. Um, and then I went on the road. So I did some healing as well, but then I went on the road. And so that's really when the business took off because I wasn't looking locally for clients. I was looking worldwide for mm. people. And the more I opened up to receiving, the more the work came through. And so now I work all, I work with people from all over the world. And I just sit in my little room and I read for them. I do the readings mainly. Um, that's spiritual guidance readings. They're more like, they're like psychic readings, but obviously I've got the guides talking to me. But then I also do small programs like we've just done. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love it because part of what we do, and you 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 know this as well, is we need to take responsibility for our own selves. And you could get, so we could come to you week after week after week after week and have a reading. And it's great because you can give them the information that they that's coming through for them, but they're not taking necessarily self-responsibility of their own lives. But when you're teaching this stuff, you're actually encouraging them to start to work with their soul, to start to work with their higher self, to start to work with the guides who are around them. And it, that's just in, that's actually enlightening them and helping them on their own spiritual journey. You're not doing it all for them. You're showing them how to do it and you're encouraging them to do it even more. And I've really enjoyed doing that. I love working one-to-one -one with clients and helping them to clear things that are holding them back, but also to take self-responsibility and to get their work out into the world. Mm -hmm. So I love seeing them transform and grow and start to get their stuff out there and other people working with them. And I think that's where I get the most satisfaction from it all to see that they've, I've helped them in a small way to get their stuff out into this massive world of ours. So I don't know if I've answered your question. I've just no, gone no, around the house. This is perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and there's such a distinction to me in the energy of someone who shares information, but almost in a, um, in a way that tethers a person to them to keep coming back for more, you know, because they don't feel like they have um, the skills or, or, you know, the, the possibility of doing on their own versus people like you. And, and it's how I strive to be too, in terms of empowering other people, yeah. you know, helping them learn the tools and the skills and develop the confidence and the will to actually do the work. Because yeah. that's, that's where what it all boils down to. You can have all the skills and information and tools in the world, but if you're not willing to implement them and actually do the work for yourself and take that responsibility, yeah, you know, our yeah. heads get constipated with a whole bunch of knowledge that yeah. we're not gaining the benefit from. So thank you for that perspective. Yeah. And the self-responsibility actually leads to freedom and it actually leads to love because that's our growth. Um you know, and people, sometimes people do come for readings, you know, on a regular basis. And it might just be that they need that at that particular time. Mm -hmm. But I still encourage them to take action and take responsibility. And actually, I've turned some people away who've not done that because they're basically wasting my time and they're wasting theirs. So I have actually turned 
because it just I just thought I keep telling you the same thing and you're not actioning it so you're wasting time you know that sounds really harsh doesn't it but (laughs) no but it's it's true one of the things that I've appreciated about when we've when when you've read for me for example when we've had sessions is that you help me see like a version of myself that I have a chance to grow into and recognizing that it will take courage and yeah. a lot of work, you know, or at least a willingness to, to work with my, my angelic team to get there. But it's like, you help me see possibilities for myself that when I'm, when I'm, when I'm stuck, you know, just hanging out in my little 3D world, that might seem really far field. Like, oh, I could never do that or I could never be that. And you help me remember the power of my soul and yeah. how much wisdom and and power we hold internally that sometimes mm-hmm. it just takes somebody holding that mirror or being the mirror to go, oh yeah, what am I scared about? <laughs> Let's go do yeah. this. So yeah. that yeah. that's such a gift that you give. I have to remind myself about that every now and again. <laughs> Just go into soul, Isabel. It's soul and ask. And that it is. You go in there, everything is there for you. Mm-hmm. You've got to be open to receive it and open to listen to it. And again, open to take those steps. But you can you can move yourself out of anything. We've got that amazing ability to be able to overcome anything if we're prepared to do the work. And when we say work, sometimes that scares living daylights out of people, but it actually is on the whole, the spiritual journey is actually quite joyous. We do have our moments when it can be a bit tough, but then that's our lessons as well. And it's what am I learning from this? What am I taking from this? How can I become a better person from this? And as long as we keep asking those questions and where is the love in this? Thank you. That's the guys. Where is the love in this? As long as we're asking those questions and continuing to move, we we can create we can create whatever we want to create Mm. it's um we've got everything there we've come in with all of these gifts there for each and every one of us has got something inside to help us to navigate this life on this three-dimensional planet it's just we get get don't we we get reliant we get expecting everybody else to do it for us Mm -hmm. but um and I love what just happened right right here. And I love it when, when talking with you when this happens. So sometimes people think that if you're not sitting cross-legged, you know, chanting Om on a mountaintop somewhere with a candle lit, you know, <laughs> and a crystal in your hand, that that divine inspiration or wisdom doesn't come. That, that all these parameters have to be just so to get the messages. But as we were talking just then, you know, you look to the side and you go, oh, yes, thank you. And then you shared <laughs> where's the love in this? Because that's what was popping in that, you know, was coming from them at the time. And that that's such an opportunity for everyone, I think, is to develop that kind of rapport and receptivity with the guides that, okay. And then in everyday conversations, there's the nugget of inspiration that's helpful. How did you develop that trust and that kind of discernment to know what's coming from your guides what isn't to know yeah. they're not crazy because that's another thing I hear so many that's people the other say. thing I was about to say people think they're crazy because they've got these voices in their head so straight away you think you're crazy actually you're not you know you are a you are a, a spiritual ball of energy living in a ball of energy world in a physical body. So why shouldn't you be receiving these things? You know, when we're going, oh, I've got voices in my head, switch it off, switch it off. No, they're trying to help you. They're trying to guide you. 
Um, and you do have a choice. You know, you don't have to take, if you prefer not to take the guidance, then don't take it. They won't get cross with you. Mm-hmm. Then it's your choice. So you've still got that, that ability, that control. Sorry, we're off on one now, aren't we? <laughs> um, how did I trust it? Well, one of the things I to say was those readings, when the readings started to happen. And then the more I start, instead of looking at the cards and trying to them out what the cards said, listened to my intuition and I listened to what the guides were saying and then the readings became more authentic they were less labored and people were like whoa how did you know that you know how did you know that and in fact one lady a few weeks ago a few months ago said to me have you been looking at my Instagram program and I said no not at all (laughs) she said because everything you're telling me I've seen on there and I honest to god don't look I really don't because I don't want to be accused of looking Mm -hmm. so um and actually I haven't got the time you know and I trust my guides to get me the information that I need Mm. for that for everybody um, so yeah, it's trust again. I'm always on about trust on programs, aren't I? Trusting and believing and trusting in yourself as well. So when you said, how do you know if it's the right energy in with you? When you start to work, if you start to work with angels, and I hope you do, those people who are listening, you ask who, you first of all start with your guardian angel and you get used to working with your guardian angel. Your guardian angel has been with you all your life anyway and in between and each life you've reincarnated that same angel's always been with you so you it's no surprise when you feel them it just feels very safe and nurturing and loving and caring because they are but we have to ask them to work with us so you start to work with your guardian angel you start to practice you start to understand how the messages are going to come through for you some people feel them some people see them some people hear them like I do some people just know them so you're intuitive And you get used to working with them and then you bring in another angel, another angel, and you you get to feel the energy. You know, this feels good. And angels always come from a place of love. They never, there's never any sarcasm. There's never any, I mean, they can be funny. I mean, mine are really funny, but there's no sarcasm there. There's no nastiness there. And if there's anything like that coming through, you ask actually, who's in with me? You know, you is this, are you of the light? Are you of the highest light? Are you angels? And you ask three times and the third time, if you get a no, then you just ask that that body to leave. As you know, I um, am a firm believer of having your team behind you as well. So this all develops, but then you get your bouncer on the door, you get your um, gatekeeper, as I call them, and they, your gatekeeper will keep out anything that's not meant to be in. So you trust, but sometimes I feel something that's not quite right. And I'll just ask who it is and just say, I just want need you to leave. I don't want you in on this. Um, but the more you do it, the more you trust, the more you know who's there. So it's, it's practice. It's like with anything, it's practice. Um, it's like going to the gym. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. Yeah, thank you. When when people are working with you and when you're trying to encourage others to recognize and, and own their gifts, um, what have you noticed are some of the challenges, like the most common challenges people or excuses, <laughs> you know, that people bring up in terms of feeling disempowered to do that? Yeah, they don't believe, they don't trust themselves enough to be able to do it. Um, they, 
they're not they, they think they've got to see everything they're frightened of seeing spirit for one thing um and a lot of its limiting beliefs that come through a lot of limiting beliefs are following us through from past lives where probably we've been killed for our beliefs or our gifts yeah. they are coming through a lot at the moment for people and, and rising up and that takes a bit of clearing but we've all been most of us have been there because we've agreed this time to come back and sort the blooming world out um so there's that there's actually the belief and the trust and they're fright they're terrified of getting things wrong mm-hmm. they're frightened of making mistakes but like everything in what in life when you make a mistake you learn from it as long as you learn from it and go well, what could i have done better you know what could how could I be what could I have taken from this and what can I take from this how can I do things better but we it's practice again but they're frightened of making mistakes they're frightened of getting it wrong the other thing to remember is the universe has always got your back Mm. yeah so it's the angels so if you make a mistake just ask for help help to get me out of this I've made mistakes all over and ask the angels to get me out of things I'm making mistakes not so much on the spiritual level but on the human level I'm making stupid mistakes my intuition's telling me don't do it and I go and do it and it's like oh no I've done it again angels and they come and help me I'm always doing it you know I thank you thank you for mentioning that because we can be spiritually motivated people who have these incredible you know relationships with the divine and allow that divine guidance to come through and how we live our lives but ultimately, we're, we're, we're still human. <laughs> and, and part of the human condition is sometimes things are just going to suck, you know, and sometimes we're going to screw up. That, that's yeah. just kind of given. And, yeah. you know, I, sometimes I, I'll speak for myself. I put undue pressure on myself that things have to look a certain way or I have to get it right, you know, all the time if I think that I'm on a spiritual path. And then when I step back and go, oh, but what fun would that be? (laughs) Where where would the growth be in that? Because you're right. It's through things not going as we had planned or through the wobbles or or whatever that, that the growth comes, you know, strength through struggle or, you know, whatever the saying is. So thank you for helping us remember that um, this isn't about perfection. It's not about perfection. And in fact, if there's somebody there who's perfect and they're your teacher, then actually what it's about learning you. It's about, it's about, thank you. It's about, it's that, it's about the tapestry of life. It's about this life experience that we're having. And on the front, it might look lovely, but there's always going to be wonky stitches. And on the back, my God, there'd be knots and frays and all sorts because you've actually had a life because you didn't want it. You you knew it couldn't be perfect because if you're perfect, you don't do anything. Okay. Because mm. you're in fear of getting it wrong. It's about living it. It's about living a lovely, as best life you can possibly live coming from a place of love, but there's always going to be judgment there. There's always going to be some little thing going like this for you. That's learning. It's learning all the way through and just enjoying it. And and if we, you know, putting something out to the world and thinking it wasn't perfect, but somebody will resonate with it. Somebody will think, oh, I love that Lisa because she's always laughing or that Isabel's always swearing or whatever. And they're just like, they're normal people, normal people, but on this beautiful path. Um, and I think that's a lot to do with it. When you're actually making little mistakes, people love it, don't they? Because they think, oh, she's so much like me. <laughs> well, and I think that there's something real to that, that that perfection almost puts people off because they can't yeah. see themselves in it. And 
that when we admit to being human and all the imperfection that goes along with that, it actually makes us real, regardless of what path we're in. Um, But there's a vulnerability in that rather than thinking we have to cover up and hide our imperfections, just being vulnerable enough to own them and to know that somebody else is going to actually benefit in a positive way from us owning our own imperfections. Yeah, and talking about them as well, and you know, talking, make them into a story, make them into the, you know, a, a funny story or whatever, or a serious story. But people are actually going to resonate with you because you've not only you've not read the manual and just spouting from the manual. You've actually re- you've actually had a life, or you're having a life with, like you say, all the imperfections and the things that go on. But you're using this, your gifts that you've got and your techniques that you've got to to get you through it mm-hmm. as well. Mm. So that, especially in this day and age, where there's all this fear going on, I don't like talking about the fear because it's giving it energy, but there is, you know, and, but when you're actually, you understand what's going on out there and you realize the importance of this is to raise this vibration to keep it as high as you possibly can, because then you don't get into that place of fear and they can't control you. So Use your tools to get you up there and move you forward, but and just accept the funny things that happen and and also the the hard things that happen because we are on a in a human body having a human experience and that comes as well as the fun. We're going to have the sadness, we're going to have the grief, we're going to have the upset. But as long as we can balance it out and bring the other aspects in as well, we're going to have a really lovely, well-rounded life. No matter what's happened in the past you can still change it around to live a good life now. Mm. And it's not always been holier than now, because I'm certainly not holier than now, you know? Just enjoy life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) On that front, life would be so less fun, (laughs) in my opinion, if we were all holier than now. Um, What difference, have you noticed or have you thought about the difference in how your life feels? So just how it feels from before you really engaged in the path. I think you said maybe 2010, something like that. And now, um, yeah. How's it? Abundant. Different? Yeah. Abundant. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm far more open. I've, I've done a lot of work on my soul. So my soul doesn't feel tight. It feels open. It feels ready to receive. I know how to call the energy in. I know how to bring abundance in. And I don't just mean money. I mean joy and laughter and fun. Um, I feel I feel free. Ooh. And I think to me, freedom and love are the two most important words. Freedom to me is so, so important. And back in 2010, I felt stifled. I felt tight. I felt... I haven't been in my soul since I don't know when and I didn't know what was in there and it felt really sort of closed down and couldn't let love in. Um, I did let love in, but it was always like a bit more on the insubstantial love, if that makes sense. It was all very much flippant and whatever. It wasn't true love. Mm. And I've learned to love myself. Still work in progress, but I've... I've still, I've learned to love myself. And I know that anything I set my mind to now and anything I set my energy to, I can bring in. And so there's not this fear of where's the next meal coming from or where's the next food, money coming from. I just know it's going to happen. 
because I trust it. I trust the process. Perfect. And um, yeah, and the most important word there, as I said, is freedom for me, because that's really paramount. I mean, the number five in numerology. So freedom's always been a big thing. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel that anything is everything is pe- possible. Um, I don't fear death. I need, I just need to say that I don't fear death. Um, it's all part of the cycle. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So worth that answered that question. <laughs> That's perfect. So worth the journey. I mean, if you think about the things that you can do in your own life that create a sense of freedom, abundance, and love, and feeling like you're supported and, and held, that you can have that trust and faith that that it's all it's all working out. Um, yeah. What what a gift to give yourself. Yeah. And we can all do that. We yeah. can all do it. Yeah. We can, we've all got everything there in place. We just we just we need to trust again and don't get caught up in the narrative that's going on. Try and rise yourself above that. Feel. Check in. Thank you. They're off and off again. Check in every day. How am I feeling? You know, when you wake up, how am I feeling today? And if you're feeling low, why am I feeling like this? Check in, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? What can I do to make myself feel better? And you can just sometimes raise your vibration just by dancing around or moving or putting your favorite music on and notice the difference about when you've done that to how you were feeling when you first got up. Sometimes there are serious things going on. You've got to, you know, acknowledge them and work with them. But the, a lot of it as well is gratitude and thankfulness for what we have actually got because there's always going to be, and this can really annoy people as well, the gratitude and thankfulness can really annoy you when you don't think you've got anything because believe you me, I've been there, but there's always something to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Even if you just get outside and breathe in the fresh air or you go and you walk and you hear a bird or you see a flower popping through the pavement, the sidewalk, there's beauty there. There's always something, always something to be grateful for. So that you, it might be the smallest bit, but if you can find that every day, and as you go to bed, you don't have to write them down in a gratitude diary. You can just say thank you as you go to bed, is what I do. Thank you for a lovely day. And thank you for this, that, and the other that's happened. And, and that's gratitude, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also this, um, it's having, trying to have an abundant mindset as well. Because again, this is very much like going to the gym. The more, and when I'm saying about abundance, I don't just mean the money that's coming in. I mean, what you've got around you, you know, a loving family, nice friends, good house, good place you live, whatever it is, or food on the table or good health, whatever it is, you just be grateful and thankful for what you've got, because that brings more abundance in, more things to be grateful and thankful it's That's, energy, as we all know. Yep, all energy. And when we focus on the things we don't want, that'll bring more of that in too. And I think yeah. that's one of the things when people finally begin to understand that correlation that they have that much control over, you know, what they're experiencing and, and the chance mm-hmm. to focus on the good. Um, you know, I used to teach uh, college classes inside a men and women's prison in Oklahoma. And when I would teach the classes, so much of my classes, regardless of the topic, I would bring in some energy concepts, you know, just to see how they would make a difference in their lives. And one of the things we would do is start the day with uh, or start the class with what I just called new and good 
tell us something new or something good that's happened since our last class. And it's so funny because the first time I did this, you know, one of the students looked at me and he said, you realize we're in prison. There ain't a damn good thing happening in here. You know? And I thought, well, let's, let's work with this. But what was fascinating is that one simple practice over the course of a 16-week semester, attitude shifted. What yeah. people started to recognize around them shifted. The good that was flowing in shifted. One gal hadn't had a visitor or a letter from anyone other than Jesus, because some churches will write letters from Jesus to the prisoners. And she hadn't had a letter from anyone other than Jesus in 17 years. She started with this, and all of a sudden, she gets a letter from a family member. Oh, wow. She oh, has, wow. I, I mean, just little things like that seemed little, you know, might seem little to us, but for her, that was huge. And mm-hmm. so just watching the shift of a little bit of awareness and in a little bit of gratitude. The other thing was that sharing it, it was like the students in the class started rooting for each other, like being supportive and rooting for each other. So there was something about community building even within yeah. that in a positive way. And if I ever doubted the power of just the recognition and the gratitude, bringing it into a prison and seeing it work, I'm like, I can't doubt anymore. I just can't doubt. Thanks, guys. I've got that one. (laughs) Yeah. And if they can find something to be grateful for, you know, then any of the rest of us out here can find something, you know, something. So thank you for mentioning that. Uh, Good. I also also want to just add for anybody who's listening, thinking, oh, she's okay because she's got an abundant life. I also want you to know that there was times in my life when I was so low and so desperate and so anxious and you know and it's gone through um obviously when I was younger and lost my parents but also when my first husband was at war again then again when I had my children because I ended up being a single parent with three kids under the age of five one of whom is disabled so you know I've had and I had postnatal depression but I had it when they were three so lots and lots of stuff has happened to me it's not like I've lived a privileged life whatsoever so I don't want people to think no it's okay for her because she's got a great life I've actually made this life great by trusting and by listening and by being grateful and by doing the inner work I've made this life great because there was times when it was far from great. The last one was 2016 when I lost my house through a divorce, which I'd had for since 1988. So, you know, I've I've tested it. It works. I've tested it out and it works. And now because I've done this work and I trust and I believe and I, I feel I'm on my life purpose. So I'm helping other people to get their life purpose out into the world and help them to have a happy and abundant life. It's working. It's working. Because I feel now at the moment that this is it, you know, so it feels so happy, so contented, free, and it's just bliss. But it's taken work, you know. So anybody who's thinking it's all very well her saying this, you can turn things around as well. Thank you. Same as you, you've had things, haven't you, Lisa? So you've turned your life around time and time again. We just do. When, we, when we're teaching, often we've had experiences. If we haven't had experiences, I often say, how can you actually be authentic with your clients if you haven't had experiences? Absolutely. It's not from a tech 
a lot of it's from intuitive and wisdom and and that's gained from experience and gained from our own life experiences but also gained from centuries of stuff coming through um so yeah so don't don't um, no matter how low you're feeling don't lose faith because there's always a way out there is always a way out and the first thing if you're feeling low is to ask your guides for help Ask your guardian angel to come in and ask your guardian angel to help you and be willing and be willing to accept help as well. Thank you. That's a big one. Be willing to accept help when it comes in because they will start to show you opportunities. We have to ask our angels to help us because that's the law, the angelic law. They can't just step in. So we ask them. And as soon as they ask, you ask them. They will start working on your behalf. Some things will come flooding in straight away. Others will take a bit longer, but they will be helping you. Keep the dialogue open with them. Doesn't matter how many times you ask them. Some people say you can't ask more than once. You can ask ask as many times you flipping well need to because they understand that you're human and they will help. But be also be willing to take the opportunities when they come. And that, again, is your growth. You're not having it all handed. Some things will be handed to you straight away. Some things you'll have to work at. But the things you have to work at, remember that's part of your growth and that's going to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. And never, ever, ever stop dreaming about where you want to be. Because mm. when you've got a dream in your head, you're putting that energy into motion. Don't lose faith in your dreams. Goosebumps again. Coming. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that reminder. <laughs> Thank you so Very. much. You know, I can I can certainly vouch for um, the power of working with you, and I, I know that you've got incredibly satisfied clients all over the world. But if others who are listening or watching might be interested in, in getting some of that Isabel magic in their own in their own life or learning from you, because you have so much to teach, how can people find you? So the best way to find me is to go to my website, which is www.isabelgatherer.com. Mm-hmm. And there will be, there's links on there to either book a reading if you want to book a reading, or if you just want to join my newsletter, there's a link there to join the newsletter. Um, so you get regular um, emails from me. And also there is a link there to a healing, an angelic healing, especially for empaths. So there's a lot of empaths out there in the world at the moment who maybe don't even realize who they are, but are struggling, especially with the heavy energies that we're living in. So this this um, healing will help you with that. So you can that's for free. You will go onto my mailing list unless you decide to opt out. And it's entirely up to you if you want to unsubscribe. And the other way to find me is on I'm on LinkedIn. but I don't do a great deal on LinkedIn. But if you go to Instagram, it's Isabel Gatherer on Instagram. Perfect. So, yeah. I'm going to have a look and see what you think. And there's some freebies there in my bio. There's a link and there's some freebies you can download. Excellent. Well, I'll put all the uh, the different handles and, and ways to reach you, the links uh, in the show notes. Um, but one thing I do want to say, you know, I've subscribed to hundreds, if not more, of newsletters over the past 10 years, 20 years. And I always look forward to getting yours in my in my inbox because when I click on it, 
A, it just makes me feel good. It feels like there's maybe some energetic that goes along with, with the emails that just feels good. But I always learn something. You know, there's always something in there that's uplifting or inspiring or makes me curious or there's something in it. So the content is really, really good. Sometimes I get frustrated when I have to, you know, join a mailing list to get a freebie, you know, from other people or whatever. But yours I so enjoy. <laughs> so thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah, for paying attention to the I, I channel most of them. I channel most of them because I can't. I think, what are we going to write about today? And it's like, rah, 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 rah. so we channel a lot of it. Don't always, but I do often channel. So, um, because I find it hard sometimes to be inspiring, especially where we are at the moment in the world. And I'm like, guys, what are we going to write about? Get your pen. And I'm writing it down. And then I just put it on in the newsletter. So, yes, it's often channeled. Um, or it's often if I've gone through something that week, I'll talk about that and what I've learned from it. So there's usually an experience there as well. But thank you, Lisa, for that. It makes me feel so much better. To know that <laughs> it's good and such a such a continued recognition. We don't have to go it alone. That we've got this entire team that is there, wanting, just waiting for us to ask for for their help. And uh, when we're willing to lean into that and to ask and to actually receive that kind of guidance, it's brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. And you don't have, people don't, and the other thing is people worry about them being judged. Oh, they're going to know I'm talking to the angels. They're going to think I'm bonkers or crazy or whatever. They don't know unless you tell them. So don't tell them. You don't, you haven't got something written on your head. I talk to angels. Yeah. They don't need to know. But they will be curious when your life starts to get better and when you're dealing with situations better and when you're not getting stressed out. Thank you for that reminder. They just reminded me something else. You are, people are going to wonder what's going on. They're going to see the change and it's going to be a positive change because your outlook to life will change. Mm-hmm. I've just got remember to hand your worries over because one of the things, thank you, one of the things that we are really bad at as humans is worrying And worrying is one of the most negative energies we can ever have. It doesn't solve a thing. It doesn't give you the solution. It doesn't give you the way forward. It doesn't help you. If anything, it hinders you. It turns from a little niggly, oh, that might not work, to a great big going around in your head, anxiety thing going around, confusion, chaos, all going around caused by worry. So if you're worrying, Hand, ask your guardian angel to take your worries away and show you a solution because Mm. the solutions are the things that you want, not the worry. And I found whenever I'm worried, angels, please can you take this away from me and show me a solution? And they do. Please and thank yous as well. That's really important with angels. Please and thank yous. Um, But they do. They'll send you in a solution. And when you get something coming in, just say thank you. Thank you so much for looking out for me. Thank you, angels. I appreciate that. Don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in your head. But they then know that you're grateful and thankful. Because why wouldn't be when they just presented you with a solution to the problem you've been, that's been going around your head for goodness knows how long. So um, there you go. It's a simple way of working. (laughs) Wonderful reminder. I so appreciate your time. And your willingness to share so much insight and wisdom and and share just you working with your guides as we're having this conversation. It can happen just that easily. It doesn't, we don't have to make it hard. We don't have to make it hard. Before we we close, is there anything else that you would like to, to add or encourage? 
don't get into that fear state. Don't get in there. Stay as bright and uplift as you possibly can. Some days you will be low. Some days you'll be high. But try and stay above that layer of fear because we've, you know, even the fact of, and I'm sure Lisa teaches this, manifesting. When you know how to work with energy, you can bring anything you want into your life. And that includes food on your table. Don't let this fear take a hold because we're better than this. When we rise, we bring other people with us. And when we're all on this higher vibration, fear won't stand a chance. So we can do this. We can do this. That makes it so much easier to remember the question, where is the love in this? Yes. We're not playing in the fear. Where where is the love in this becomes so much easier. What can I do? How can I, again, angels, take this fear away from me. Let's take this worry around away from me and show me a solution. And you might just get a word in your head. You might not even hear it and see it, but you might open a book and there'll be a word in the book that resonates with you. You might turn on the radio and there'll be a tune on the radio that resonates with you. You might see a billboard with a name or a word on there. As we know, a lot of the people in the group we've just been working with keep seeing numbers You will get the messages. They will get the messages through to you in a way that you will understand. And when you see them, don't just think, oh, that's just a coincidence. There's no such thing as a coincidence. There's synchronicities. There's messages. And just trust it and go with it. And if you're not sure, just say, is that for me? Yep, that's for you. (laughs) Just keep on believing. Lift your vibration. And we can overcome this. People are frightened of they're out of power how how are we ever gonna how are we gonna do this well I I feel like I need to do something in the world and I don't know what to do the first thing you can do is believe in your own gifts and get those and and bring yourself out of this situation Mm. because they can't stop us doing that amen (laughs) amen to that one trust have I preached preached enough yes (laughs) (laughs) believe in yourself Trust your power, ask for help, be willing to receive it, and know that when you're living from this place of love rather than a place of fear, not only does life feel better, but it's a blessing to the entire planet and to everyone around you too. So thank you for being a blessing to the planet and to to those that you work with. Um, when, when I have an opportunity to at least meet virtually, I can't wait for the day that I get to give you a hug in person in real life. Um, but when you have the opportunity to meet with people that you can just feel are conduits of divine energy, you know, have that ability to, to connect with, with the angels, with the divine realm and bring that energy through to the benefit of others. I think that that is such a blessing and such a, a display of grace in this world. And so thank you for being that person, for having such high integrity in the work that you do and for making it accessible and real for, for everyone. Thank you you for all that you're doing as well, because you're doing amazing, amazing, amazing work. Um, Yeah. And all we want you lot is to, is just to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Just bring joy to our hearts as well. Exactly. Well, for everyone who's listening or watching today, I thank you so much for tuning in. Um, And genuinely, if if you're in the market for an intuitive reading, I highly recommend you reach out to Isabel. Her her readings are, are amazing and incredible. Her teachings are incredibly empowering and inspiring as well. 
I've appreciated our time today, and uh, I look forward to uh, connecting with everyone next week during the next episode of Dirt Road Divinity. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dirt Road Divinity. In between episodes, you can connect with me and the podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Dirt Road Divinity, and also on YouTube at my channel, Lisa Wade Alchemy. If you have show ideas or guest suggestions, email me at lisa at dirtroaddivinity.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't subscribed or reviewed the podcast yet, please do so. So you can be informed of future episodes and help others find the podcast as well. Until next time, may you enjoy your own scenic route of the soul.